Merry Christmas and welcome to our service today. Would you pray with me? Loving Father, we pray that as we explore your word and unpack something of your message, we pray that you would encounter us in a beautiful and wonderful way. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. Today we are looking at the path to life uh, on this Christmas morning. And I'd like to read from John chapter 1, from verse 1 through to verse 5. Uh, and at first I'm reading from the NIV translation, and it says this. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Thanks be to God for his word. I don't know if you've ever had to explain something to somebody without using words. Um, it happened to me a while ago. It was here at Northfield. It was our 50th uh, anniversary for this building. And Kylie was busy doing the notices. And one of our congregation members had graciously baked cupcakes for the entire congregation. And I remember that just before the service, I forgot to tell Kylie where the cupcakes were for people to go and take. And so I was sitting in the front, and Kylie was busy speaking, and we all knew about the cupcakes. And so what I did is every time Kylie looked at me, I did this, uh, meaning don't forget the cupcakes. Kylie looked over at me in the middle of her speaking and she kind of frowned and gave me this weird smile and carried on speaking to everybody and I realized she didn't say anything about the cupcakes. I kept showing her cupcakes and she kept looking at me strangely and this happened three or four times until eventually she avoided all eye contact with me but I didn't give up. I kept just showing her the sign of cupcakes and Finally, Kylie, in the middle of the service, uh, while trying to do the notices, stopped what she was saying and said, uh, Louise, I don't know what you're doing or saying, but I suppose I love you too. Uh, that was when I realized that what she saw was a heart shape, but what I was trying to show was a cupcake shape. I realized that this is the most ridiculous cupcake shape that you could possibly have, and uh, Kylie had no clue what I was saying. And so I just had to tell her in front of the whole congregation, don't forget the cupcakes, and then she told everyone about the cupcakes. But it was quite a funny moment. Uh, the funny thing is that I was also mouthing all the time, you know, I was saying cupcakes, and most people can read lips, but you can't read lips when you have a mask on. Uh, I didn't remember that moment. But when we don't use our words, it's sometimes very difficult for people to understand us. You know, Nonverbal communication, although it is important, it is very frustrating that we've become very verbal-orientated communities. And God uses this beautiful expression in, in John chapter 1. There's this beautiful idea and concept that Jesus is the Word of God. 
In other words, the logos, that was the, the Greek explanation for it. It was, this, it was more than just word. It was self-expression. It was the, if you want to get to know someone, you, you, you listen to their logos. You, you watch the logos. It's their expression of who they are. It's, it's the very essence of the person is their logos. And we've translated it into word. But when this passage says that in the beginning was the logos of God, God, uh, and the Logos of God, this expression of God, was with God and in God and there at creation. And then it came in human form, in the form of Jesus Christ. What it is saying to us is that Jesus is God expressing God's self to us. Just listen to how beautifully it's put in the Passion Translation. In the beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things for nothing has existence apart from him. A fountain of life was in him, for his life is light for all humanity, and this light never fails to shine through darkness, light that darkness could not overcome. Thanks be to God for his word. Just as we express ourselves in words and with language and in communication, God expressed God's self through Jesus Christ. For centuries, people uh, were getting glimpses of who God is through the prophets or through scripture, and they were getting these ideas of who God is. But never before until this moment in history were we able to see a living expression of who God is. That's who Jesus is. If we want to know who God is, we look at who Jesus is and we will see the living expression of God. It's this beautiful image that to know Jesus is to know God. It's this idea that Jesus is God's story. Just think of just before the crucifixion when Jesus was speaking to his disciples, Thomas in John chapter 14, Thomas says to Jesus, how do we know where you're going? And Jesus says to him, he says this, I am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. And Jesus says, if you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know me and have seen me. Now Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, that'll be enough for us. And Jesus answers him and says, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. 
Jesus is God's living expression. For centuries, people were, were trying to understand who God is. There was this idea based on the prophets and scriptures of who God is. And people often got it wrong. It became this legalistic religion of who's right and who's wrong and who's in and who's out and, and who's forgiven and who's not. It was this legalistic idea of this is what we have to do to find favor with God. And if life is difficult, we've lost favor with God. And Jesus comes into this earth and onto this earth in human form and says, this is who God is. And through that, as it says in this passage, we find the path to life. Legalism. Most legalistic religious practices lead to a certain kind of death where we never feel good enough, where a part of us dies, where we struggle against all odds to find favor with this judgmental God. And Jesus enters this world and shows a different picture, one where grace upon grace abounds, one where there's freedom and it's love and it's relationship and it's acceptance. Jesus shows this other picture of God and through that picture, life abounds. Sin also leads to a kind of death. Because sin generally hurts us and it hurts the people around us. It generally causes pain. And that leads to a certain kind of death. And Jesus enters this world as the living expression of God. God saying, this is who I am. And in Jesus, we, we don't see legalism. Uh, we don't see judgmentalism. Instead, we see Jesus who says to the people, I came to give life and life in all all of its fullness. And we see a God who offers hope in the face of hopelessness and love in the face of hate and joy in the face of anger and forgiveness in the face of sin and humility in the face of pride. We see this God who turns everything upside down and offers people who believed they never deserved love the unconditional love of God. That is the word of God, Jesus Christ, the living expression, saying to us for once and for all, this is who I am. And that's the path to life. Many of us wish we knew our purpose in life. Many of us wish we knew the meaning of life. 
But what if our purpose and our meaning of life comes from an encounter with God? Is when we see this living expression of Jesus Christ, this living expression of God, and we get to know who God is, our purpose and our meaning comes from that. Suddenly, we find our place in this cosmic universe and, and it makes sense to us. But sometimes we're so focused on that that we miss the reality that the presence of God is the one that gives us life. It is not our purpose. It's not our actions. It's not our deeds. It's not that. What gives us life is being with the living one. This has been a really difficult two years for most of us. For some of us, it's been longer than that, that we've struggled. For some of us, it's more recent but I think never before have I understood something of what it means to live in darkness. Never before have some of us understood what it means to, to live life that is difficult, full of struggles. I am very aware that this Christmas, for so many people, is one of the most difficult days. We might have all the Christmas lights in the world and we'll sing these beautiful carols, but it does not take away the pain that we carry in our hearts for the loved ones we've lost, for the struggles we've endured, for the wishes that have died. This passage says something else about Jesus. It doesn't only say that Jesus is the living expression of God. It doesn't only say that Jesus is the way in which we find life. But it says something else. It says it so beautifully. It says, light never fails to shine through the darkness. I love how this passage doesn't say that because Jesus is the light of the world, there will be no darkness. It says that this light will shine through the darkness. In other words, it will be a glimpse of hope, a glimpse of light, even when everything around us is dark. Uh, the light of Jesus shines through the darkness. That's who God is. Is God is this God who says to us as humans, he says, I get it. I understand. And I am with you. But just remember that there is no darkness that is more powerful than my light. My light will shine through every darkness. And Jesus is faced with the worst the world has to offer at some points. When I think of Jesus on the cross, that was the worst that we could throw at him. It was the darkest deeds that humans could do is to crucify our God, even if we didn't know he was God at that stage. It's the darkest thing we can do is to try and take the life of someone else and destroy it, snuff it out, kill it. And that's what we did to Jesus Christ. It was was a dark moment and in that darkest moment when the world threw the worst at Jesus Christ he didn't fail but he offered hope 
the world threw its worst at God. And God responds in love. The world threw hate at God through Jesus Christ, and God through Jesus Christ responds with forgiveness. We threw torture, and God responded with grace and healing and comfort, and then life. And through Jesus, as the self-expression of God, I've come to realize that the path to life is not about living perfectly. It's not about following legalism. It's not about living judgmentally. The path to life is when we're able to say, even when the world throws its worst at us, I can see the light of Christ. And so in response to hate, we offer love. And in response to evil, we offer grace. And in response to sin we offer forgiveness and we try and follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ the good news is God has seen the worst the world has to offer and he still loves us so when God sees the worst in me I know by what I saw in Jesus that his response is love. If only we'd accept it. Christmas morning, Jesus, God, shows us what it is to be vulnerable. God places his self-expression, his word, Jesus, at the mercy of humanity. And humanity tried to destroy it. But God's love wins. This Christmas story shows us that God decided to become completely vulnerable with us. So that perhaps in turn, we could become completely vulnerable with God. Because in our vulnerability, when we show God who we truly are, we will come to see that God is light that shines through the darkness, that God is life in all of its fullness, and that God is mercy who offers grace upon grace. And may we encounter this living expression of God through Jesus Christ this Christmas. Amen.